0: so what do you want to talk about
1: really the first 20 seconds into the podcast and you're already fucking asking me what i want to talk about well you said we have to record one yeah because we haven't recorded one and our listeners are waiting by
0: listeners you mean chad (laughs) yeah Chad wanted us to talk about what it's like to compete against
1: each other. That's true. Um... Also, hi, everybody. Um, <laughs> we missed you. <laughs>
0: Did we? I miss doing this. I like doing this, like, every week. You I know? liked
1: doing it every week when I didn't want to constantly die.
0: Literally, me too. But I like doing this every week. It's just we're really busy and... Can barely keep up with the other stuff we have going on in our lives, so.
1: Yeah. Shannon and I have been competing together in speech for four years. And we've been in each other's rounds for four years because Shannon's always done info and I've always done info. Actually, that's the only category I did all four years. Me too.
0: So, how do
1: you feel having me in your rounds? I think I do get nervous having you watch me perform but at the same time it's not that difficult because i feel like out of all the people i trust you are the person i trust the most right and it's not really that big of a deal and i i really appreciate like my best friend Kayla will come watch rounds that i do and i love having her in my rounds because she's always so insightful and she always has things to say and things to change and notes and edits and i really appreciate like people who can watch my speech and then talk to me after and give me things that they think hey. i should fix and thing like ideas and ways to expand and stuff and i feel like shannon has those notes for me too i think it was worse when it was nationals but in a prelims in ball state it doesn't really it's not that deep i feel Yeah. Well, for me, when you were in my round at the fall
0: tournament, I hated that. One, because my info was new.
1: Well, so so was mine. It was the first tournament of the year. Well,
0: (laughs) yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like I wasn't as memorized as I should have been. You know what I'm saying? So there was that. And then, like, just performing in front of you makes me nervous because, like, obviously you, like, will tell me straight up, like, what about it I should change or, like, if you liked it or didn't like it and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's, like, your opinion matters so much to me that it just makes me nervous. But, like, at Ball State, when we had that info round together and you watched mine, like, I wasn't as nervous. And I actually looked at you Um, (laughs) compared to the first time. So
1: That's another thing. Whenever Shannon and I have rounds together, she doesn't look at me. Usually. Typically. Yeah. Uh, it'll,
0: I'll start looking at you, like, after I get into it for a minute. But I just have to, like, initially not look at you.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think another thing is because my team is so big, we do a lot of peer coaching and a lot of performance nights, and I just have a lot of prelims with my teammates a lot of the times. So... I think I'm just used to performing in rounds for people that I know.
0: Yeah, that's true. So. I'm not used to being in rounds with people I know. Um, because our team's a lot smaller and usually we're spread across the different groups, the different rooms. Sections. Sections, that's what it's called. Um, but yeah, so but like I don't mind it. I don't know. But like even when we do peer coaching and We have, um, we call it the hat of death. That's what we did tonight. We have this hat and we put everybody's events in it. And at every meeting we pull two out of the hat. And you have to perform whichever one gets pulled. So like my poetry got pulled today. And like we take it out of the hat and throw it away. And then we put all new ones in there once everybody cycles through all of their stuff.
1: Um my team should do that. I'm gonna pitch that. <laughs> we do that at
0: every team meeting. And it's like keeps you on your toes to make sure that you've been running your stuff even when you're not competing. And like if you haven't practiced an event in a while, then like and haven't like stood it up and stuff like that, just to make sure that like your memory's good, the time's good and everything like that. So my poetry got pulled today and I was nervous for that. I always get nervous in front of people that I know. Really? Yeah, like, always. Like, when my parents come and watch at... When we have tournaments at Eastern or for states and stuff, Um, I'm, like, always so nervous. Just because yeah. I would rather have a room, like, full of strangers.
1: Yeah. I love having teammates in my rounds. I really do. I prefer when it's an out round. Um, because at that point, like, we've kind of made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I I just feel like it's very nice to have people in your rounds that are rooting for you because I feel like when it's a room full of strangers, everyone's kind of rooting against you. You know, like, they want you to mess up. They want you to forget your speech. They don't want you to do well. They're not really rooting for your success, but when you are with your teammates, they're rooting for yours, or they should be. They're rooting <laughs> for your success. In my experience, that's how it goes. And it's just nice to have Friendly people and people that you know are on your side. Yeah,
0: I, I do like having my teammates in my out rounds. Like, that's, like, comforting to me. Especially when, like, Kevin was competing. Or, like, I mean, he hasn't since he's coached. He hasn't come to my out rounds because he's usually judging.
1: But, um... At nationals and stuff? At nationals
0: and stuff. When, like, my team would come and, like, Kevin would come. It was just very comforting because... They always react the way that I want everyone to react, so it just gives me, like, stuff to feed off of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but yeah, competing against you, like, I really like it because, like, you're comforting, but at the same time, I just care what you think, so I, like, stress myself out about it.
1: Right, but you care about what everyone thinks. That's the whole point of everything we do. Well, yeah, but I mean, you'll actually tell
0: me what you genuinely think, whereas other people will be like, oh, no, it was good. You know what I'm saying? So, I just care what you think, but, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I prefer you to tell me than someone to write it on a ballot because, hot take, I don't read ballots. <laughs> I haven't read ballots for a year and a half now, and it's great. I really recommend it. Like, if you have coaches that you trust and love, don't read your ballots because they're only going to tear you down. Yeah. I lo- my coaches read my ballots for me. And then they tell me what I need to know, like, if there's any constructive criticism that we want to change, if there's anything nice that someone said or wrote, then they'll tell me. But especially on the team that I am on, a lot of people will just be very, they'll just try to tear you down on your ballots because they don't want to say it to your face, but they'll write it on a ballot. Right. And I just don't want to deal with that negativity anymore it's just exhausting and it's not worth my time and if someone that I know and care about especially being a senior this year there's lots of judges that I've had that I competed against and I do care about their opinions because they are smart and intelligent and I got to compete with them and they I feel like they understand because we competed at the same time we're kind of on the same page so those are ballots that I trust more but yeah I don't read ballots Well, for me, our coaches
0: read our ballots before we do, and then they give them to us, and then they'll, like, warn us. They'll be like, oh, well, this ballot was really bad, so just, like, know ahead of time that, you know, this person was being mean and stuff like that, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just exhausting to, because you put so much of your heart and soul into your piece, and to have someone write something, like, this doesn't matter, On your ballot is just it tears you down it's it goes beyond I think you could expand on this I think this point didn't wasn't effective like those are comments that I I like I need you to tell me if you didn't understand something or if something wasn't effective or if you have ideas for expanding like I'm doing crit for the first time this year and our crit coach left Fergie went and she got a job um elsewhere I can't remember Ohio University no that's her Ohio. Alma
0: mater. it's Ohio I think it is Ohio I think she's back there
1: okay so anyway so we're all kind of figuring out how to do crit because I've never done it before and so I really cared about the comments that I got from the finals at Ball State on my crit ballots because none of us know what we're doing but some people were kind of mean but whatever it's fine yeah I don't know. Crit's also really, like, hard
0: in general. Because so many judges go into it, like, oh, I'm not going to understand anything. And it's just hard to, like, talk about stuff when they're already in that mindset. Because then, Or
1: the- judges go into it, like, I know everything.
0: Yeah. It's really one or the other with crit.
1: Yeah. And everyone has, like, their very own
0: specific way of judging and, like, looking at a crit that it's, like... Mm-hmm. I feel like that one especially is very subjective.
1: Yeah. But that's what's so fun about Crit is that you want it to be universal and you get to make it universal. Because I feel like a lot of events are just universal on their own. Yeah. But Crit, you have to kind of work at it and think about how would a normal person see this? How would a communications professor see this? And I think that's really fun. Yeah. Where is your DI getting up?
0: Good question. I think I found this documentary... I want to do. And it's about, of course, Lily Tomlin. and It is not. It is. You have a type. And um, Jane Fonda and, like, all of these women who, like, founded the current feminist movement. And it looks really interesting. I feel like I could cut something really good out of it. But I don't know. It looks really good. Cool. So... And I love Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda and literally anything that they do. So Yeah. I love
1: Grace and Frankie. Me too. <laughs> it's so fun. My mom and I used to watch it together. Oh, cute. But now I'm in Kentucky, so fuck that. <laughs> I would love to watch shows on Netflix Party with my mom, but I feel like she wouldn't understand how to use it. And it'd just be a complete
0: <laughs> disaster. <laughs> That's funny. I wish Netflix Party was like a universal thing that would work with any like video
1: yeah but i mean it's a lot of code to write like it's kind of complicated
0: yeah and it still doesn't even like work all that great for netflix sometimes
1: yeah so shannon and i recently started watching the good place on netflix with netflix party sponsored by (laughs) netflix party netflix party if you want a sponsor i know you're free but like if you have ad revenue that you just wanna throw away. <laughs> yeah,
0: like it seriously is so nice because we're Well, long- what
1: is Netflix party, Shannon? Yeah,
0: well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. So <laughs> because we're long distance, like we talk on the phone all the time, text all the time and everything, but like sometimes we just wanna watch TV and like chill for a little. So what we used to do was try to plus, press play on Netflix at the same time. Like, I would do this whole countdown thing and then blow a kiss. And when I blow the kiss is when Natalie should hit play. <laughs> it's that, really
1: gay. It's really, it's really gay. Real gay. So
0: then Natalie was like, oh, there's, like, this thing called Netflix party. And it's, like, this little extension that you add on Google. And um, you, like, hit it. And then you, like, send the link to your video.
1: Um, You, like, hit it and then...
0: (laughs) I don't know how technology works.
1: So it's a Chrome extension, and it sits right next to where your ad blocker would be, where Grammarly it's, like, in that little bar. Mm -hmm. And you hit the button when you're on Netflix. So you go to Netflix, you click on the show you want, you hit Netflix Party, it generates a link and a chat room. And then you send the other person that link and then they click on it and join the chat room. And then when you hit play on your Netflix, it plays theirs at the same time. The only thing is you both need to have a Netflix subscription for Mm -hmm. it to work. Anyway, we've kind of, this whole episode has kind of been a media review. Shannon and I have been watching a lot of TV because our lives are falling apart. So, yes. I just like to immerse myself in TV. But I wanted our media review this week to be A Star is Born.
0: Yes.
1: Because (laughs) Shannon and I so rarely get to see movies together. Mm -hmm. Because we're so far apart and movies are expensive, y'all. They really are. We spent, what, like 40 bucks?
0: Not 40. It was, like, 20 for the tickets. Like, 25 for the tickets. And then, like... It was at least $15 for popcorn and a drink.
1: Yeah, because we got a large, which at a movie theater, there's, (laughs) so y'all know Parks and Recreation, where that, (laughs) (laughs) that fast food restaurant has medium, large, and child size, and the child size is the size of a small child literally us at the movie theaters and bowling that was it was like comically big it was like, so large I it was even... bigger than a large at McDonald's like i was expecting a large a large to be like a large at McDonald's which is a large dream massive yeah but reasonable for two people to share for a right. 2 hour long movie but <laughs> This large soda. The thing is, I don't even think it was a large. I think we got the medium. No, we got the large. Okay. We did, I'm sure. Because we got a medium popcorn and a large. Okay, okay, okay. Because we love our Diet Coke, y'all. I'm addicted. My mom was addicted when I was small. And I would always, like, take sips of her soda because I wasn't not allowed. allowed. Yes! Literally, my dad is still addicted
0: to diet coke Mm -hmm. and i would always he would get it from mcdonald's because he does this cute thing where he goes in and gets mostly diet coke and puts a little bit of regular coke in it tastes amazing i highly recommend it to anybody but i would always steal sips he'd put it in the fridge and i'd go in there and then he'd be like who drank my pop (laughs) that's so funny he'd be like me
1: (laughs) I would, yeah, I'd always take sips of my mom. Well, here's the thing. I would take sips of my mom's Diet Coke and I'd be like, Ew, I don't like it. It's not good. <laughs> and then when I turned, like, 16, I was like, yes. <laughs> this is the mood. This is what I want to drink forever. When I was young, it'd always be juice. My parents, they only bought 100% juice. So I only had, like, five flavors my whole life. Like, cranberry... Crayon raspberry, crayon apple, crayon grape, and then something else with cranberry. And that was all I really had. And it was always like a treat because my mom would make me drink milk. And that's why I'm vegan now. (laughs) (laughs) Because I would have to have a glass of milk before I would... No, it's not really. (laughs) Before I could have my juice. But we didn't have soda growing up. We just didn't in the house. Except for my mom's soda. And now she drinks LaCroix is disgusting and I'm triggered because in my <laughs> advertising research class I had to do this big whole research paper on sparkling water if anyone from my university listens to this podcast <laughs> remember Cliff's advertising research class do you remember that sparkling water paper we had to do it was just the worst and it's my own fault because I was like I don't want to work with a group everyone is dumb the girls that I originally was in a group with were like mean to me. Yeah. I didn't they go were. to class, which like fair. I didn't <laughs> go to class. So like that's my own fault. But they were really rude to me. They were and so I ended up doing the project by myself in the midst of like pre-nationals. And I had to go to FedEx to get it printed. It was I printed it out on cardstock. And I was like, what are you doing, FedEx? And I know that I paid for, like, full-color print, so they assumed that I, like, wanted it to be printed on, like, nice paper. But I just wanted printer paper, and they gave me this, like, really nice, like, 60-pound cardstock, and I was like, what is happening? Then I turned it in the clip with, like, a paper clip on it because I couldn't get a staple through the paper.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. This Uh... this was pre-nationals into post-nationals because – We finished writing that when I first came to visit
1: you. We finished writing it? I wrote the whole thing and you read over it. Okay, but I'm just saying I was
0: there for it. And it was after nationals that you finished it.
1: It took forever. Yeah. It was like 18 pages, which is a lot for an advertising major to write. I'm not a writer. I'm not good at writing. It's just like not one of my skills i'm just not good at it and it's so like one of my only skills so yeah so shannon reads everything i write mm-hmm. forever we are not talking about the star is born so the stars born is gorgeous shannon and i get to sit together <gasps> with our comically large soda it was so good i am in love with the idea of bradley cooper's character i don't like want to be with him because a he's dead spoiler alert <laughs> Wow. If you haven't seen it by now you're not going to see it. Sorry. Also the movie's <laughs> been out since the 1930s, so it ends the same way every time. Um but he just like created this beautiful like character you just felt so bad for. And I was watching this video. I think it was from BuzzFeed and they went through each rendition of A Star is Born and like compared and contrasted the plot points. And this was the first rendition where the Bradley Cooper character had a backstory Mm -hmm. and wasn't and he wasn't trying to topple Lady Gaga's career because of his insecure masculinity and yeah that aspect was still there but he just like struggled with drug addiction and that was like his main downfall was he was addicted yeah. Um which was a really cool. You just feel so bad for him, but at the same time he's ruining his own life. And that scene where he's up on the Grammy stage was so incredibly oh. heartbreaking. It was just yeah. it was so hard to watch.
0: Yeah. I who did who told you to who told us to go see it? Was it Jeremy or Chad? It was Chad and Alyssa. Okay. So Chad said that they didn't showcase Lady Gaga's acting. I more. think Alyssa said that. Alyssa, I think
1: that they did a great job. I agree with what Chad and Alyssa said. I feel like her voice showed in that movie so much more than her acting. And I feel like Bradley Cooper's acting was showcased a lot more than his singing. Granted, he's not a singer. Right. his singing was there to bolster up Lady Gaga's singing, which he did a great job by the way, of bolstering Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga.
0: I mean, was far beyond what i expected it to be
1: oh yeah same and it was all live which i think is really impressive right but i think that
0: lady gaga did a stunning job with her acting
1: oh she did a stunning job but i feel like she wasn't given that complex of a plot line except for the scene in the bathtub
0: yeah i love that scene i think that she did the character very well because lady gaga is i've watched a lot of lady gaga stuff because i am in love with her but she is not an anxious person like she's very confident she's very sure of herself Mm -hmm. and i love that about her but Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the movie when she was trying to like navigate like this whole like should I go on there and sing and like met him for the first time she was very anxious and I think that that was so well done yeah I just did not expect that from her because Mm she when she talks she's very passive Mm -hmm. I guess would be the word like she it just seems like she doesn't care which I admire because she's fucking Lady Gaga. She doesn't have to care about anything, but <laughs> like obviously she does care about things. But it was just like you could tell that she was so apprehensive in this movie to say anything because I don't know.
1: It was just so good. I just loved yeah. it so much. Like I mean, she in, did an amazing job. It was very stunning.
0: Yeah, it but was... even in American Horror Story, she was still very like much confident and self. Yeah,
1: yeah. Whereas this, it
0: was just such a different side of her. Yeah. And the I agree. one the one line that sticks out to me is when they're in the bar and she's talking about her nose. Mm. It was so natural. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, It's just like my nose. Like every person I've talked to just tells me I don't have the nose and like I don't have the look for this. And I was like, that was the most naturally delivered line I've ever seen from anybody in my entire life.
1: Yeah. She's very believable. I didn't think... I mean, I thought of her character as Lady Gaga, of course, because it's so hard not to. Just -hmm. like how I thought of Bradley Cooper's character as Bradley Cooper because they're both icons in their Mm -hmm. respective fields. But, yeah, she was very natural. She was saying in her Stephen Colbert interview Mm -hmm. that... That was her natural hair color and a lot of shots were done in the beginning with her with no makeup on. And Mm -hmm. she was saying how it was very vulnerable to do it that way. But that's not her. Like she sees herself as platinum blonde hair with makeup on and a beautiful gown. And that her in like pajamas, no face, no hair was the character. And I thought that was very, very interesting. And I think that's what you saw. Was, like, her playing a character because she's not someone to walk around without her hair and her makeup done. And she doesn't feel comfortable that way, which is fine. Like, her being all natural was her playing a character. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I love
0: that. I think she did such a stunning job. And the music is just beautiful. Yeah,
1: the soundtrack really made it, I think. It
0: really did. Like,
1: I think it was
0: very funny that the parts that Bradley Cooper hated of her singing career like um like why did you do that to me and the whole hair body face like the very poppy songs I think it was so funny because I just felt like she was like dragging herself you know what I mean yeah those songs could have come off of like art art pop pop very easily Mm -hmm. And they would have done fantastically. I think it would have made Art Pop a whole lot better. But <laughs> anyway.
1: You hate that album.
0: I do. I
1: don't hate it. It's just,
0: it's not my favorite. Yeah. But.
1: I love Why Did You Do That? Um, no tea, no shade. I think it's a bop. <laughs> and I think I would love it more if it didn't drive Bradley Cooper's character to start drinking again.
0: <laughs> Literally. Like... I was
1: so mad. I was like, no, Bradley
0: Cooper. Yeah please but I just uh I don't know the soundtrack's just beautiful like the lyrics are just so well written
1: why did you do that do that do, no, that, do not that, that do that no. to me
0: literally pick any other song <laughs> but they're just so well written and they just did such a beautiful job with it I was very yeah. happy with it
1: I love Shallow. I know I'm basic, but... No, like, Shallow's I so really good. And I really love...
0: like that song. I love, I love Is That Alright? Which wasn't fully yeah. played in the movie, but was in a lot of the trailers. And it's just such a good yeah. song. It just hits you, like, in your heart. You know?
1: Yeah. I also love... What's that song? I'm alone in my house. A Look what I found. Look what I found. That's my yeah. favorite one from... I I love that one really and I just think that scene is so beautiful where she's like in the recording studio and she can't sing because she's not this big pop star and Bradley Cooper literally gets her a fucking grand piano
0: yeah and And he's like here she's more at home now
1: (laughs) yeah it's just so beautiful yeah
0: it's so sweet
1: oh yeah Shannon likes to listen to what's that song the last song of the movie
0: I Will Never Love Again.
1: Shannon likes to listen to the movie version of I Will Never Love Again, which is disrespectful, by the way.
0: Here's the thing. I'm a masochist, and I like feeling pain. So when that hits my heart, I'm just done for. Yeah.
1: I listen to the extended version because I'm a pussy. (laughs) I just, oh, it's just.
0: Like, that's the last scene. Yeah. And that was so smart. Yeah. Because leading up to that scene, they had this whole section where he was, like, she was working at the piano and he comes in and he helps her and we never hear what he helps her with. Mm -hmm. And then we... Well, he wrote that song for her. Right. And then we cut back to that. And she does the... There's a whole parallel where she like asked him like how do you hear it and like he asked her that with like look what I found Mm -hmm. and I just oh it's just so sweet and then you just see at the end like when they're all the
1: montage yeah it's so so beautiful Mm -hmm. I love it yeah Uh, so if you haven't seen it we just ruined all the plot points for you but yeah but also like
0: it's still worth seeing because Natalie knew exactly what was happening and was still a wreck at the Yeah. Finish,
1: so. I cried for all of the movie except for maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. It's I just... think I started crying the when she did the encore song, "I'll always remember us this way." Yeah. I started crying from that scene till the end of the movie. I did not stop crying. Yeah after that scene i love that song so much
0: it's just so sweet and it makes me think of you because it says like every time we say goodbye it hurts i'm like it does hurt lady gaga i feel you so i all
1: choked Well, that's our episode. Yeah. sponsored by Netflix Party, Google, and Lady Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> As always, let us know if you have questions or thoughts or feelings. We've been recording for 50 minutes, so hopefully this podcast was not Jesus. 50 minutes. <laughs> we have been recording. Shannon for- and I haven't talked all day, so this is kind of how we t- Why are you shaking the laptop? Sorry. <laughs> This is just how that we're fucking catching. freak of nature is out here, literally, <laughs> full shaking up and down the laptop like he's on a goddamn seesaw. Jesus. Anyway. Wow. Okay. Leave us some comments. We'll get yeah. back to you always. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Kisses. <laughs> Bye. Bye.